Hello, I'm Austin from Sisters Doll. I'm Bryce from Sisters Doll. And I'm Brennan from Sisters Doll. And you are listening to Shout It Out Loud cast with Tom and Zeus. Let's go. Fuck it yeah. Turn it up. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, people. We're back with another episode of Dorm Damage, the show where anything and everything is on the table and the table gets smashed. This week, it's at the movies with Zeus. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> with Chief and Zeus. With Chief and Zeus. We gave <laughs> this movie the finger. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? How, yeah, that was a great pirate. That was like, <laughs> How you doing? How would you like to make my day? Do 30 bullets in your ass make your day? Welcome to sneaking in at the movies. Um, what are we doing? We are doing our favorite movie moments. Yes. So obviously there are moments that you watch and, you know, a lot of people will at the movie theaters gasp at the same time. But some moments hit us differently. Yep. And we each have our different moments. It could be a great reveal. It could be a surprise attack. It could be like an emotional scene. It could be anything. And so these are movie moments that stuck with me and stuck with you. And uh, we're coming up with 10 because there's going to be a gazillion of these. And this is just movie. So we're not doing like um, TV shows or, you know, things on HBO, shit like that. Just movies this time. Yep. Yep, okay. this will be good. Yeah, this is uh, this actually sometimes whenever we do like a part one of a topic, it's always like easy. It's like, oh, here are my favorite you know, couple favorites. Just bing, 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 bing. So, yeah, this 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 will be fun for sure. Yeah, there's uh, so many um, that uh, you sometimes it's hard to uh, pick where. Oh, yeah. Um, but there there is uh, so many great scenes that I, I think of. Uh, when this came up and I'm like, I can't wait to talk about them. And yep. number 10 for me, and these are not in order. No, it's just 10. Um, is from cliche movies because this was, I think at one point, the biggest movie of all time. Okay. And that is from Titanic, Tom. And I am not ashamed to say I love the movie. Loved it. I love the yeah, historical it's a good, it's a aspect movie. of it. And then, you know, they, they put some, a storyline in there as well and stuff. But there's one scene, a little bit of historical figures that uh, like act in this one scene. And that is when you see the guy that built the ship and he knows what's happening and they all run in. Oh, yeah. And he's pulling out the fucking uh, map uh, of the breakdown, the blueprints of the ship. And the guy that built it, the guy that financed it, the captain and all the other people around. And he's counting the compartments. He's like. This, you know, like that, that happened. This is like, I don't know, the fifth compartment got water in it. Yep. And he goes, that means this is going to sink. And then the guy who built it, the fucking snake guy was like, this ship can't sink. Yep. And he looks back and he's like, "He, she's made of iron, sir. I assure you she can and she will. And then they're like, how many souls on, on board? And they're like, how long do we have? 
couple yep. hours, and everyone's just like, like flabber. Like, I don't understand. How is this boat gonna sink? It just hit a couple icebergs underneath. Like, fucking drama, and it just that's 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 one of the reasons why I honestly I have a hard time watching this movie because I I just that is one of my a plane crash and a ship sinking is like just. T- beyond terrifying like it is for most people and, and and this was and because this was real and happened and they dramatized the event so fucking realistically like i i almost don't like watching it yeah because you know what's gonna happen and every time you're like well okay let's let's organize this time let's have enough boats this time let's do this let's do this to prevent this from happening but there's nothing that's going to prevent it yep. and it's so because of that time period it's in and it's up north and then when that lights go out and the boat goes all the way up, straight up, and then cracks in half and then comes back down and cracks. Yeah. But that first scene with a ship builder, like, knows what's happening. And he's got this look on his face. That guy's a great actor. Oh, yeah. he just He's just like, it's going to fucking sink. We're all fucked. Yep. And the captain, it sinks into the cap. Amazing scene. Fucking it's cra- Yeah, it's crazy. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. My God, I'm actually updating my list while we're recording right now because things keep popping into my head. This is going to be a mess. Well, that's why uh, there will be a part two, my friend. Yeah, exactly.
All right. Uh, yeah, mine is definitely the opposite of drama for you. Uh, I went a little bit more lighthearted with my number 10 okay. here. Uh, and it's it's just this movie has just been a classic for me in terms of comedy. And the movie is Tommy Boy. <laughs> it, <What? laughs> in the scene is when Chris Farley and David Spade are in the hotel room and David Spade is all bummed out. And t- Chris Farley tries to make him laugh. And he takes David Spade's sport coat and he does the fat guy <laughs> in a little coat. And he's like, and he's like, stop it, stop it. And then, and then he does it and whoosh, he just rips the jacket. I have such a low tolerance for humor. There's more, there's more comedies on my list here, but these, I, I went with comedy, action, horror, everything. I, to this day, the movie's like 30 years old. I f- still fucking die when I see it because Chris Folly, <laughs> God rest his soul, is a friggin' legend. <laughs> I love it. That's great. So I will then change mine and uh, not change, but I will uh, kind of do the same thing as you. I'll go a little bit lighthearted. Yep. Okay. And although it's a comedy, it has this part is a reveal. Mm, that okay. is the original white man can't jump. Oh, yeah. Okay. And his first, when Woody first comes onto the scene and Wesley Snipes is like, all right, you get out here. And then they play that game and his team beats him. And he's like, oh, you just got lucky, whatever. Yeah. And then he goes, oh, yeah, well, maybe you're right. Let's do this. And they start fucking playing shots from way out deep. Yep. Like, I think five shots each. And they're shooting. He's like, yeah, maybe I am lucky. Oh, shit. Hey, I never hit this. Yeah, you're right. Oh, my God. I got three in a row. What the fuck? Whatever. Yep. Then that last, like, shot is like, you know, just watch it. The wind. I got it picking up that. And the guy's laughing. And he turns back to him. And he looks at him. And Woody Harrelson says, um, don't worry, Sydney. I've hustled a lot better plays than you. Yeah. And Wesley Snipes gives that fucking look of, like, I got fucking played. Yep. And it just fucks with his head and he misses the shot. I yep. fucking love it. Cause Woody is just playing this goofball. It's like, ah, you know, it's the luck of the Irish, except I'm not Irish. Ah, you know, yeah, it's just it's great. goofball. And then he just comes over and he's all serious, like, I've I've hustled a lot of fucking better plays than you. Yep. Yep. And then it's just, oh, I fucking love that scene. It's love awesome. It. It's a great, that's a great movie. Oh my yes. god. So yes. good. Yes. So good. Woody Get Harrelson. Over here, Gretzky. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the ultimate white insult. Yeah, remember that? When he goes, okay, black ball. What you mean black? What ball? you mean black? Your shirt's not your color. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. All right. Uh number nine for me. I'm going with one of my all-time favorite Scorsese films that sometimes is a little bit underrated for people because you, you you always think of like the, all the De Niro movies, but I absolutely fucking love this movie. It's The Color of Money, Paul Newman, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is a fucking legend in this movie. And one of my all-time favorite scenes in this movie, He pl- no one plays a cocky, arrogant fuck like Vince in Color of Money. Mm-hmm. When they're in the pool hall and he's got the Vince shirt on, I can never hear the song Werewolves of London the same yeah. way ever again when he's playing and he's just rolling along and just hustling everybody and just killing everything. And he's singing and he's dancing. He's kissing his pool cue. It's just the most ballsy fucking thing. I just I, I just love that. Every time I hear Werewolves of London, I'm like, it's just Vince's theme. I love it. 
great scene. I know because the video and stuff and everything. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Right? Yep. Oh, yeah. He's just such a fucking great one. Oh, yeah. Let's switch to Westerns. Ooh, good one. Okay. Yep. I I mean, it wasn't supposed to be, but God damn it, Tombstone was the winner of that Wyatt Earp versus Tombstone. Yep. When, when Kevin Costner's version came out after uh, Kurt Russell's Tombstone. Yep. And the fucking scene where Ringo challenged Wyatt Earp, and he's like, well, I didn't think you were going to show. And the shadow figure comes out, and it's not Wyatt Earp. It's fucking... Val Kilmer as Doc Holliday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, I was just, he's like, oh, I, I was just, uh, you know, we, we had a, we had a game that we, you forgot. We didn't get to finish. He's like, ah, Ringo's like, ah, uh, I was just fooling about. I wasn't. Yeah. And he's just like, and this time it's legal and he's got the fucking badge on. And that guy Ringo reluctantly is like, all right. And he's like, say when. And then he fucking winks at him, whatever, and just and he fucking shoots him. Oh my God. Yeah. And um, you know, and Wyatt Earp comes up and it shows you what a great friendship they have that he did that for him. Mm-hmm. And he shot and killed Ringo for him. Oh, it's yep. just such a great scene. Because I you know, expected God, Westerns, you could do a whole friggin' list of that. Yeah, because before the scene. Wyatt Earp was like, I can't beat him, can I? And he's like, nope, you will lose yep. and die. Yep. And so when they show it, you're like, oh, God, he's going to fucking get killed. Here. If you don't know the story, but yeah, yeah. Uh, great scene. Great scene. Tombstone's a great movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so this one, this is a scene, but it's kind of, it's, we get, a, we get a little scene going on over here. This one's kind of long. Um, so I, I don't know where to, what's, I guess I'll, re- I guess I'll refer to the, to the end of this, which is obviously the darkest and most violent, but my favorite war movie is Full Metal Jacket. The first half of the movie when they're at boot camp, that's pretty much the part everybody kind of re- resorts yeah. to it. But a lot, of, a lot of people forget about the second half when they're actually at war. The me, me so warm. Yeah. We love you long time. What can we get for $10? <laughs> Anything you like. Uh this this there's another movie with a song. Every time I hear these boots are made for walking, yes. I just think of that scene. <laughs> um no, it's when Private Pyle slowly descends into madness. Yes. During, during boot camp, and it just ends. I can't even look at the screen when the scene happens, but when he when he when he brings the rifle into the into the bathroom. Yeah. What is your major mouth? Yeah. It, it, he kills the drill instructor right. and Matthew Modine is trying to, you know, hey. Joker. <laughs> you know, it's just and, and then he just fucking blows his head off, which I can't even it's just just that whole descent into fucking just madness is just it's just chilling. It's it's Stanley Kubrick at his at his best. Just yeah, chilling. I don't think the drill instructor uh knew what uh getting in touch with his feelings was all about. No I had no like, no clue. Had- all oh, right, cool. pile. Yeah, give me that fucking gun. <laughs> the guy, he's got a, he's pointing a military rifle, and he's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you, you idiot?" <laughs> like, <laughs> and mommy and daddy, I'll show you enough love for something. Right. right. Yeah. Just fucking. Yeah. Just crazy. Ugh. Oh man. Well, um, how about this one? All right. I'm gonna go to X. I don't know. I I love old classic black and white movies with great actors. And one of the greatest movies, if not the greatest, is the movie Casablanca. Never saw it. 
Never saw it. If you see it, you would still like it to this day. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Humphrey Bogart is every cool guy you could ever imagine from that era. Yep. Well, he uh, they show you he had a pass with Ingrid Bergman. Ingrid Bergman. He's running. He's running now uh, a nightclub called Rick's. Yep. That's Humphrey Bogart. He's running a nightclub called Rick's. He's not there at this moment. Ingrid Bergman left his life and broke his heart and took off right as Germany invaded. Well, they're in Casablanca, which is kind of like a neutral site, but Germany has it taken over. So there's some resistance helping out. And this is the movie got took place in the middle of World War II. So it's amazing they filmed this. Mm-hmm. But anyways, he comes in. She uh, she comes in and sees his uh, old like mate, the, the piano guy, Sam. Yep. Things, you must remember this uh, kiss is just a kiss. Yeah. That song. Well, apparently it was their song. So she comes in. She's like, Where's, where is he? And he's like, oh, leave him alone. Like, he's finally moved on with his life. You know, you stay out of it. Like, please. He's like, hey, can you just play this song for us one more time? And she's like, no, no. He's like, no, I don't want to. No. She's like, please, Sam, just play for me. Play and it she, again, he, Sam. Yeah. He plays the song. He's singing it. And then they cut to the the uh, the doorway of his ho- of his club, and they show him walking in, and he's just like, "What the fuck yep. are you doing?" Comes running over to him. He doesn't see her, but he, then he just sits there and says, "You know, I thought I told you never to play that song." And he get he stops halfway and he sees her. Yep. And it's like the eyes connect, and they're both watery eyes. It's such a like classic old hollywood oh my god i fucking can't get enough of that scene it's such nice. a classic scene you should check out the movie it is i, a I don't fan- know how i fucking- yeah it is I, a I, fantastic fucking movie oh yeah great storytelling yeah. heroes yeah. and stuff good you know black and white good versus evil and nazis and fucking the war and stuff it's a great movie but anyways that's that's my number seven okay i'm going with one uh it's, it could be any scene from it, but the but the scene that always gets me any any kind of like, you know, any kind of any scene that involves a lot of like redemption, Shawshank Redemption is my movie. So there's a little bit of a hint right there. But I, I always get worked up when I see the scene of him escaping and when the warden realizes that, you know, the scene of him, you know, puts his fist through the poster and he realizes he dug the tunnel out and yep. it shows and you have Morgan Freeman narrating how, you know, he's dug, you know, crawled through miles of shit. But the, but the scene that, that iconic overhead shot of him with his arms raised to the sky in the pouring rain that he's escaped, he's free. The rain is washing all the shit from him. Just, I know there's a ton of other scenes, including the very final scene of them, but just that scene of him escaping and just that scene of him with his arms up in the sky. It just, I yes. just, I, it, it, it's just so powerful. I just, I fucking love it. it. Gets me every time I see them. I mean, the movie's a friggin' perfect movie to begin with, but that scene right there, I just, I just love it. Yeah, it's just about the human spirit and what you yeah. would endure. Exactly. Oh, yep. 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 Number six. Let's go, gangster. All right. Of all the gangsters, the first one I'm going to talk about is Joe Pesci when he's playing Nicky from Casino. Oh, God. Yep. Nicky Santoro, who's yep. based on a real person. Yep. Who's fucking insane. And that's when he's at um, De Niro's apartment, and he's got a banker there. And De Niro's, like, making, like, drinks. 
and watching when uh, Joe Pesci sits down with the fat banker guy. Yep. And and it's all serious. And he's like, you know what? Joe Pesci's like, I think I want my money back. And the guy's like, what, what are you going to do? Like, you know, intimidate me or rough me? What are you trying to strong arm me? <laughs> like the yeah. banker guy's like, and and then fucking Pesci goes into one of the best dialogue. Remember, Joe Pesci's like five foot five. Oh, yeah. Not jacked. Just yep. a fucking fat little fire hydrant. Anyways, he says to him, I think in all fairness, I should explain to you what it is that I do. Yep. For instance, tomorrow morning, I'll get up nice and early, take a walk down over to the bank and walk in and see you. And uh, if you don't have my money for me, I'll yep. crack your fucking head wide open <laughs> in front of everybody in the bank. And just around the time. When, I mean, go ahead. You're coming out of yeah. jail. And just about the time I'm coming out of jail, hopefully you'll be coming out of coma. And <laughs> yep. guess what? I'll split your fucking head open again because I'm fucking <laughs> stupid. I don't give a fuck about jails. That's my business. That's what I do. So fucking it's it's delivers fucking... that fucking line so incredibly cold. Yep. yep. And fucking scary as fuck that yep. you feel like you're the guy on the couch, like, uh what the fuck? Yep. Yep. So intimidating. What a great actor, man. What a great actor. Oh, it's, it's amazing. It's fucking amazing. I mean, I know I know when that movie first came out, everyone's like, hey, yeah, good fellas. I'm like, nah, yeah, you gotta you gotta, fucking, you gotta Oh, David Spade. Yeah, I, I liked it. Casino seen it when it was good fellas. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going with my favorite action movie, my favorite Stallone movie, one of my favorite <laughs> movies of all time. The Ew. original, the original first blood before they became ridiculous before they became ridiculous rambo movies the original first blood the scene like in hollywood shuffle when he came out of the water rambro (laughs) exactly (laughs) rambro dude hollywood shuffle is fucking so good so good but it, it's it's the scene when they're when they're in the woods they're all they're hunting for rambo and when he methodically one by one takes out all the sheriff's deputies, all the cops, by using all this guerrilla warfare and making all these things. He 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 fashions that little booby trap where he nails the guy in the thighs. He's up in the tree, just methodically just takes them all out. Finally, he runs into Brian Dennehy, the oh. chief. You know, you know, puts the knife up to his throat and he's like, Don't push it. Don't put and I'm just like, oh fuck. Like that. It's just ah, this. The whole movie is friggin' perfect, but that that scene right there, when those guys are like, fuck, we're in trouble. Yeah, that scene, that whole fucking, it's just incredible. I remember watching yeah. it as a kid and being like so, like the premise of it was so awesome. The book, if you if you read the book, the book and the movie are like, if you watch the movie, like when you think Rambo, you think of all the stupid sensational yeah. like Hollywood movies, which are where, fun. Where but they, that, they stick him in a fucking war. He yeah. kills like 200,000 people by <laughs> exactly. himself. Yeah. Yeah. And then you watch the new one and he kills like half of Mexico <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Like it's <laughs> fucking, but the, but the original one is such a well-made drama action adventure. Like it's a great, great movie. Um, but then it just goes off the rails. You know, and that's okay. But anyways. All right. So one other great movie is the war movie Glory. Oh, yes. Yes. I fucking love it. I remember when it first came out, 
I was so fascinated. I must have went to the movies and saw it like a bunch of times. Saw that and in I high was, school for yeah, uh, for they made like us see like, yeah. like a history field trip. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I we saw it in high school as well. It was so fascinating. I wanted to learn everything I could about the whole fucking, you know, the fifty four or whatever it was called, the the yep. regiment there. But uh, Denzel Washington, there is a scene with Andre Brana and and also um, Morgan Freeman. Towards the end. And I mean, it's a little like uh, tough for me to describe it, but because of the language they use and it's racially like kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's okay. But at the end, he's like putting his jacket on. He's wearing the blue suit and and he's like, tuck in your suit. You look like fucking like a derogatory word in a stupid blue suit. And then them two are about to fight. And Morgan Freeman steps in. He's like, you know, cut the fucking shit. And he's like, you ain't nothing but the white man's dog. And he fucking comes back and backhands Denzel Washington in the face. And what? And he's like, what the fuck? And he explains to them, like, isn't that speech like that he was like a fucking grave digger? And I've had to dig all these fucking white people's graves. They're dying, you idiot. They're dying for you. And, you know, when it's our turn to fucking act like men here and you need to fucking shape up. And then he says... And he says that magic phrase I'll never forget in the way he stared at Denzel Washington. And Denzel Washington just well, like his the reaction, his acting yeah. to what what's the name saying to him is amazing. Yep. And he just says to him something along the lines like, You watch who you call the N-word around here. Yeah. If you ain't, you know, he's like, the yep. only N-word around here is you. You yep. swamp running, smart mouth, stupid ass. Yeah. N-word. Yeah. If you ain't careful, that's all that you'll ever be. Yeah. The and movie's just, fucking the oh movie's my God, incredible. That fucking speech yeah. was just so the way he looked back at him and acted and gave him that fucking side stare. Yep. Amazing. Blue. And yep. I, I fucking love all three actors are incredible. Oh, my the movies, yeah. The movies That's just why I, I watch Homicide, Life in the Street. Andre Braun is us such a great actor. Morgan Freeman, yeah. of course, and then Denzel Washington. Everything after that, that anytime it was in any other movie, no matter what it is, I love it. I think you ever watch the, ever watch Brooklyn actor. ever watch Brooklyn Nine Nine? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't watch that, but you know, I yeah. don't like him as a comedic actor. I like but he's not, he but he plays like the straight guy in that. So it's like that's that's the whole joke. Yeah, he's you amazing. Know? He was amazing yeah, he's great. on Homicide life on the street yeah. but anyways that's my number five glory all right uh again these are in no particular order but if this if they were we're just kind of rolling through our list this would probably to me this is the single greatest moment of acting in the history of acting ever oh, wow the scene i'm not breaking any ground here a lot I mean, people might not agree with me it's the single greatest acting scene ever but it but godfather 2 hmm. when Kay tells michael she got the abortion. Oh, that one gets to you. That scene. I, I the look, Michael's eyes, the look on his face. He hauls off and absolutely whacks her. It, it, it's just it's it, the scene itself is chilling, but watching Michael just channel this character with the with the way that he does it, just without even saying a word. It's just it's just incredible, and the way the way Kay carries on, you know. It, it, you know, it was it was an abortion. It, and then, you know, she said, you know, it was a boy and I had to kill it because this all needs to end. And it was just like, oh, my God, just just fucking yeah, he incredible. just loses it because he Michael's just always lo- under control and he, he just loses it. But he loses it in his face first, his eyes. And then he just oh, it's incredible. I mean, obviously, me and you could have picked anything from the entire Godfather saga, but I just I just went with that that moment right there. 
Well, I'll stick to it. I've got, I mean, I had this on here. Yeah. And, um, and I will go with two as well. And when you said you had Godfather two, I thought you would have the scene. That's why these movies are the greatest movies of all time. Yeah. And, and that is the infamous, uh, I'm smart. Oh, yep. Not like people say dumb. I'm yep. smart. I I'm want smart. respect. And I want respect. Right. Yep. And, I've always taken care of you. Taking care of me. Taking care of me. You're my, You're kid my brother. You, brother. You take yep. care of me. Yep. That's the way Pop wanted it. Hey, the way That's I, not the wanted, way I it. wanted it. It's it's just. Then Fredo ugh. do this. Then Fredo runs some Mickey Mouse nightclub. Poor Fredo. Are you, are you, dude. Dude. F- is, the, John just the, Sally is ugh. such. Such incredible! Just watch his hands. Yeah, it's just like the, like the, like yeah. you can tell. Like we've all we've all been there. Sometimes you're about to lose it, and just lo- like just can't control your emotions. So well acted, and Michael's just sitting there, cold as fuck, telling him, "You're nothing yep. to me now, Fredo." Yep. I don't want to see you. I don't want you around. If you come to see our mother, I want to know a day in advance. Yeah, it's just like, it's. The, gr- and the, the ca- greatest and just scenes. The, and the character just became so iconic that in Seinfeld, the neighbor had a bird named Fredo. <laughs> yeah, Kramer's yeah. Kramer, Kramer like, well, Fredo was weak and stupid. He shouldn't yeah. have eaten that key. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> poor Fredo. That fucking scene is just heart wrenching. It is. It's it's just devastating. It's de- even to this day, when you when you just watch that, you're like, ah, oh, it's so well done. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'm gonna. Uh... Go back to the gangster stuff here. And of course, Goodfellas got to throw something in there. I'm going to throw in my favorite funny scene from Goodfellas. And that is, of course, when Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, and Ray Liotta all go to Joe Pesci's house, of course, played, mm-hmm. play, or his mother's house, of course, played by Scorsese's mom. And it's just the dialogue back and forth, but the funny thing is the picture on the wall. Everybody knows the picture. Hey, look at this guy. This guy's it's, it's, he's, he's got one. Like he, he's got one dog. It's one guy's going this way. The other guy's going this way. And this guy's saying, "What do you want from me?" And then it's like, "Hey, it looks like somebody we know." And De Niro's like, eh. <laughs> "It's just, why don't you settle down with a woman?" I do. I settle down with a different one every night. Just that, just that whole back and forth conversation and just referencing that picture on the wall. This guy's got one dog. One guy's one dog's going this way. The other dogs are going this way. This guy's saying, what do you want from me? I just, ah, it's just fucking classic. The whole movie. Yeah. Well, let's get to comedy now. All right. The, the most probably iconic comedy scene last 30 years or 40 years. We always talk about this scene. Everybody quotes it. And that's the barbershop scene in coming to America. Oh God. Great one. <laughs> The whole boxing Rocky Marciano. He, he better than you. Who that new boy looked like a bulldog. Like a bulldog. Mike, Mike Tyson. He better him too. His and mama the, call him Clay. I'ma call him Clay. <laughs> what kind of name is that? <laughs> what about Rocky Marciano? I don't know how old he was, but he got his ass with. <laughs> if a man wants to call himself Muhammad Ali, goddammit, this is a free country. It's Think just, about how iconic that scene is. Oh my god! I that barbershop scene—it's so like stupid conversation. It starts off because you think like that's a typical right you know, conversation. Who's the greatest boxer? Yeah, Pound Sugar Ray Robinson, greatest fighter ever lived. Yep. What about Joe Lewis? One of the Obama. funniest parts of that scene 
Keep your eye on the kid getting his haircut. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. even. That's yeah, he was good in junior. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He doesn't even move. He's just <laughs> like. <laughs> well, the little guy in the corner going. <laughs> oh my god! That fucking oh my scene god. is just fucking incredible. magic. Yes. All right, all right, everybody. You guys listen to the show. You know I'm a big horror movie fan, so I got a, I got three left. Two of them are horror. The two most iconic scenes for me personally that still give me a chill up and down my spine whenever I see them. This one's coming from Salem's Lot, 1979, the TV miniseries oh. adapted from the Stephen King movie. And it's the scene that everyone our age knows. And it's the scene when the little kid is floating in front of the window. Oh. You got all, all the fog, all the clouds. All of a sudden you see him floating and then you hear the scratching at the window. And then he starts whispering, open the window, open the fuck, man. Even talking about it is making me nervous. So the window scene in Salem's Lot, this, this, it happens more than once. But just that first time you see it, like, what the fuck is happening? Just terrifying. Terrifying still to this day. Scary as fuck. All yep. you need to do is put a like a still of that shot. In, it, on- it, it, it's Yeah, exactly. It's awful. Oh. So classic. Yes. Yeah. All right. So um, I've got so many and I'm thinking what, what I have, what do I have to get out now versus that was me. I know I'll try to mix it up and save some yeah. for next time around. Yeah. All right. Um, I got one that I saw the other day. I haven't seen this movie in a few years. Never thought it'd be so endearing as it is. It's a comedy. Okay. And that is Grumpy Old Men. Oh, dude, great fucking movie. And you're right. Endearing is a good word. So there's the part in the movie, you know, they've been fighting for years. They've been fighting for so long, they almost forgot what they're fighting about. Of course. It just became part of their nature. Yeah. And then, you know, Jack uh, Lemon gets sick and he's in the hospital. And Woody College shows up. And the nurse is like, what are you? Family or friend? And he's like, what? Are you a family or friend? And the way Walter Matthews says, like teary eyed kind of friend. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, I know. I know. It, I doesn't know. it I, just, just thinking yep. about that scene makes you go, oh my God. Yes. Yep. Yes. That's his friend. Yep. And then how they, they team up together. It's such a great, it's a great, it, it's a, it's an absolutely hilarious, beyond hilarious movie. But it's so touching and so in the, the the way that they make the way that they made that so they they combine the 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 emotion and the drama of friendship with just just balls out comedy. Do you know how bad they could have made that movie? Oh my like god, so could, cheesy, too exactly. Old. But the way they made that movie like a, appeal, like they made them like fucking unlikable both of well, the six i mean you got two absolute comedy legends on yeah, the screen then you throw so in, much together and you throw in Bur- you know Bur- burgess Meredith. he made that movie oh, watch the bloopers i'm telling you if you've never <laughs> seen grumpy old man after the movie watch the bloopers dude i like the part two one he's like oh what you've been to hawaii what island uh, come on i want to lick come, you oh god <laughs> it's so fun it's <laughs> It's, it's I so want great. a sneaky dicky. Oh, and Sophia Loren. Oh my God, Almighty! Oh God. Oh, it's such a. It's so it's great. It's awesome. And he breaks them up in that fight scene on the ice fishing, oh. and he's like, "You f- kids!" It's, yeah, it's 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 so great. It's oh, so great. great movie. All, all right, right, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna go back to comedy. This is this is tied for first with my all time favorite comedies because, and, and I'm not including 
you know, like the the ones that we the legends that we talk about, like Revenge of the Nerds. Because Reven- I don't even know if Revenge of the Nerds is funny anymore. It's just become part of our life. Yeah. But I'm going with Anchorman. Because Anchorman and Ron yeah. Burgundy are the fucking best. I could have picked I could have picked every friggin' moment, but the but the scene when he, at the beginning when he's at the pool party, walking around in his friggin' maroon tidy whiteies and a robe and just drinking, and he's just trying to friggin' him and Paul Rudd they're hitting all these chicks. And then he sees Christina Applegate for the first time. And he's like, I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, my home smells of rich mahogany. <laughs> I have many leather bound books. And Christina Applegate is like, what? <laughs> and Christina Applegate, how, how gorgeous was she in that movie? But the, the entire movie start to finish. But when you kind of just see him trying to using his lines and using his Oh, it's just it's just incredible. I love that. I love the entire movie, but that scene is just hilarious. Gotcha. All right. So I'm thinking, where do I end this with? I'll try to end. Um, I got to go with probably the uh, uh, a, a scene because I'll probably pick this twice. Maybe okay. another scene from the movie. So I'll pick that rather than another one classic that I was going to go with. And that is uh, probably my favorite movie of all time. It's a Wonderful Life. Oh yes. Okay. Great. Great. The ending. Oh yeah. And great. when yep. when they spot the book in the oh. basket of money. Oh geez, I know. And he opens it up, and it's Clarence's comments to him. Yep. And he reads it, and yeah. then the little girl hears the bell ring that teacher says, and he's like, "That's right." Yep. Not a boy, Clarence. And then they're all happy. It's such a happy ending, and the whole. And time- they're all singing. Oh, yeah, it's. Yeah, I like there's not many movies I can cry tears of happiness. Oh, that's that's you can't if you don't have if you don't have any kind of emotional reaction to that you are a you're a zombie. Exactly. That whole Clarence and he reads him the stuff like no yep. man is a failure that has friends. Yep. Yeah. The only thing about the movie I always said to you, I've said to you all the years that fucking brother's a dick. His brother is a prick throughout the whole movie. He's so nice to him. Oh yeah, yeah. Take my spot. I'll I'll, I'll watch the store for you. Never yeah. mind. Here's the money. I'll go to college. Oh, never yeah. mind. I'll take it when I come back from college. I'll run it. Actually, I just got married, so I want you want to run it for me. Like that little fucking brother. Oh, Sam, how are you? I want to beat Fuck you. Ass. Yeah, fucking dick. Oh, Harry Bailey? Fuck him. That's, that's what George should have said. <laughs> Fuck him and that wife of his. Yeah, where's the spoof of It's a Wonderful Life? We need somebody to get <laughs> on that. You ever see the SNL spoof where they find out when, uh, what's his name? Dana Carvey plays George Bailey and they find out, like, you know, he Potter took the money. They go to Potter's house and they're all beating the shit out of him. Oh my god, that was so awesome. That's awesome. oh god. Anyways, that's my last one. It's a Wonderful Life all ending right. with the book. All right, Zeus is getting all touching and emotional here, so we have to kind of reel it back in because we can't let people think that we're nice people here. Yeah. Um. So probably my favorite horror movie and arguably my favorite movie of all time because horror movies are my thing. But it's the original 1978 Halloween. I'm going with the scene near the end of the movie. Upstairs in the bedroom, Jamie Lee Curtis has been fighting with Michael Myers. He finally gets into the house. They're going back and forth. She's hiding in the closet. He knocks down the closet door. She stabs him. He's laying down. 
She walks out of the bedroom. She's trying to catch her breath. She's sitting, standing up against the wall, trying to catch her breath. And the the shot is fucking magic. And I'm telling you right now, go on YouTube and watch the audience reaction. Somebody, I don't know how this was. I don't know if it was after the fact, but somebody filmed the audience reaction of this scene. And it's Jamie Lee Curtis in the foreground. And in the background is Michael Myers laying down. And all of a sudden, Michael Myers sits up and he sits up and then turns his head like a robot. And then all of a sudden you hear done, done, you hear like the Halloween music. Jamie Lee Curtis still can't see anything. He slowly wakes up, gets up, slowly starts coming towards her and you and she still doesn't know it. And the music is building and everything's building. And it's just like, ah, just it's. It, the scene is great, but it's filmed so perfectly. It's just that's why John Carpenter is just like the master of that. It's just brilliant, brilliant filming right there. And the and the music combined with that scene is just fucking perfect. Love it. Great scene. Great yep. scene. It's incredible. So many more to get to. Oh my god. And these aren't done in order, so can't nope. wait for part two. Yep. We'll also do one from TV shows and on TV as well. Yep. But uh, we hope you enjoyed. Can't wait to hear about your list. Till next time, peace out, Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.